What a matchup. And what a team, Mike. MetroPCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to MetroPCS and an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. MetroPCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on MetroPCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio. to another riveting conversation with Ken Cheatham. Ken Cheatham is a man who has probably already said it, if you're looking for insight and wisdom on sales. Hi, Ken. How are you? I'm fine, Michelle. How are you? I am fine. You, you sound know, like I was, you're in um, your usual good spirits and uplifting <laughs> the world, as you always do. Well, I'm glad to be back on the telephone with you and back in our favorite conversation. Oh, yeah, it, and it's a good one. I was um, looking at some, you know, there are lots of, Ken, these, I, I see the sponsored Facebook ads. If you want to build more clients, if you want to sell more, if you want to do this, click here, come to my webinar. It's free, but I'm going to charge you a lot of stuff for later, and... Mm-hmm. Just in looking at some of the things that I see, I'm like, Ken already said that, and which is where today's introduction came from. Ken already told us that. So um, welcome to this conversation. If this is your first time listening, this is the Conversations with Ken Cheatham show, which comes on normally twice a month on Tuesday afternoons. But we had a question last week that was important enough for us to deviate from our schedule a little bit. This show is for business owners, anyone who wants to become proficient, not just proficient, just downright good at sales. We want to become experts in that because if you have a product or service, nothing happens until something gets sold. And so Ken Cheatham is here and has been here with us my goodness, Ken, I think it's been probably at least three years um, having these conversations to help you get comfortable with the process and the cycle of selling and presenting a professional um, impression of your business. How's that? That's excellent. That's and it's, it's, it says exactly what we're about here. And the reason for it is to encourage people to recognize that if you're in business, if a business hello yes I'm here we're here if you own a business or you're working for in in a business the the success of that business requires you to somebody in that business to know how to sell to know what good selling is to to have the right attitude and the right approach to sales 
and to learn how to focus your business such that your activities in terms of promoting your business have the maximum chance of being successful. And that requires that you first have an attitude of being of service to the customers that you're reaching out to. Uh, our philosophy about sales is simply that you need to provide a business, a product or service that is useful to the customer. And that means that it should be something that solves a problem or meets a need that the customer has. And your goal in promoting that business and in delivering what you're uh, what you're pr promoting is to solve a problem for the customer. Not to, and and the, and the result from that activity is going to make you prosperous or make your business successful if you're approaching it the right way. We talk about sales as an activity that you can do with integrity. You should do with integrity, and that you will be profitable if your focus is on meeting the customer's needs and making sure that you're offering something that's of value to the customer. So your, your own personal needs and your own business goals are secondary to the commitment that you should have to meeting the customer's needs and focus, focusing your business in a way that satisfies the customer. Well, that's how you put it out there. Exactly. And so... We have been, if this is your, like I said, if this is your first time listening or if you want to catch up with where we've been, Ken has been talking about since the beginning of the year the sales cycle or the cycle of persuasion. And if you go back on Block Talk Radio, follow the Bold Movers Network, you can find those topics and they're categorized, whether we're talking about prospecting or the presentation or closing, or building rapport. Those topics are all, they're all identified in the title, so you can listen. But today, we are talking about the issue of pricing. Just to refresh uh, your memory, last week, as we were wrapping up our show, we got a caller who wanted to know how to lower the price to get people into the business. And it was too complicated a question to answer at the last few minutes without knowing more about the business. And so if you are listening, whoever you are, and you've got a question about pricing, give us a call at 914-803-4503, and you can join the conversation and ask Ken a question as we discuss this issue of pricing. Yes, uh, it's important to understand that pricing is one of the key elements to building a successful business. Uh, we talk about the specifics of selling in four categories, uh, four steps that needs to be that you should focus on in order to maximize your sales efforts. We talk about prospecting, which means follow, finding people who genuinely need what you have to sell, and then. Uh, building rapport in the process of talking to those people and discussing what they need and then relating what they need to what you have to sell in a way that convinces the customer, the potential customer, that what you're focused on is meeting their needs. That's where you build a rapport in that situation where the customer is leaning forward to hear, hearing what you have to say, not because they 
I've been tricked into some situation where you have their ear, but the fact that you are showing them that you really have something that they need. And then having gathered the information that tells you what they need, then your next step is to present your business, your product, your service in a way that shows them exactly how you're going to meet those needs. And then in the closing step, you get the customer to commit to taking on your service or your product, and then you get the opportunity to deliver. That's called closing. That's the goal of the sales process. But part of that process involves having a price that's consistent with what the customer is looking for. Your price should be established such that you you can sell your product or service at a profit, and at the same time, you can uh, meet that customer's needs in a way, show them that your product or service is worth what you're, what you're offering or what you're asking them to pay for it. Pricing gets very complicated because there are many factors that can, indicate, uh, can influence what your price should be. Obviously, you want to sell what you have to – you want to price what you have to sell at a level that gives you a, an appropriate profit for your efforts – Nobody wants to be in a business where you lose money on, on every sale. That's not good business. But you have to know what your price is, what your product is worth and convince the customer that what you're offering is, is worth what you're asking the customer to pay for it. So it's a, a complicated area, and there are many factors that can influence how you, what your price should be. One of the things you need to know is what is the price of the competing products or services that are available to that customer. Uh, mm-hmm. If your price is much higher than the customer perceives it to be worth, then you're not going to get that sale. So you, find a, you need to find a price level that is in line with what the customer is willing to pay for and at the same time is, uh, that offers you a pro- uh, an appropriate product for pri- an appropriate return for what you're offer, what you're asking the customer to to, to buy. So and mm. there are lots of factors in that. You need to know what your competition is doing in the, in the market that you're in, and uh, at the same time, you should be able to show the customer that what you're offering is worth what you're asking for. Mm. So we don't get to. Um, and I'm going to do a little bit of instigating here because we've talked to business owners and, you know, well, mine is higher because you're not going to find another product like this. This is the best one. Um, If your price is higher than those of your competitors, do you automatically lower them or are there selling points to being slightly higher? Well, you really need to know the difference between what you're offering, what your price is, and your, your competitor's pricing. If your customer is, have, has access to competing prices, you need to know why there is a difference between what you're offering and what the, your competitors are offering. Your price doesn't necessarily have to be the lowest if what is provided in your pricing, what's included in your pricing, is of value to the customer. You may have uh, a green widget that uh, is competing with a blue widget from another vendor, another customer, another supplier, but 
it's not just a question of what the difference is between those two products. Yours may come with a valuable additional service or a feature that the other guy doesn't have, which may justify mm -hmm. why your price may be higher than your competitor's price. So you need to know what is it that the, it, I'll put it this way. If you can show the customer the value that you add with, with your price, with your product, then your product price could be higher than the other guy. If the customer is getting mm -hmm. value for that additional feature or benefit, then you're justified in having a slightly higher price than, the custom, than the, your competitor. So you really need to be able to explain to the customer in any instance why your price is higher than something that looks to be a competitive price. And that means you have to have the rapport with the customer that they, can, that they tell you what is, uh, what is offered by your competitor, and then you can compare that to what you're offering and, and explain to the customer why yours is different and may be worth the additional uh, cost. So it's a okay. complicated process, and the best position you need to try to strive to is one in which the customer tells you what the other guy is offering and why, and where you can have a conversation with the customer that brings forward the difference between what you're offering and what they're offering. So it's not just mm. a question of dropping your price because somebody else has something that looks the same and is cheaper. You need to know what the difference is between those two and why one is offered at a price higher than the other. If, you're, if yours is the higher price, you should be able to justify that price with a, a distinction about what you're offering that is of more value to the customer than that your, your competitor might be offering. Hmm. So... So we don't automatically go and change the prices on all of our products or services because a competitor has a a lower price. Um, but I really like this, and you you indicated it. Oh, by the way, um, if you're listening, give us a call at 914-803-4503 and press 1 if you'd like to join the conversation. All right, I'm going back to what you said if the price, if your price is higher, this is where your your work at building a rapport comes in, because that customer now should be should be telling you some things. Um, so we don't automatically go back and erase our prices, but because you have built rapport, you should be comfortable saying, "Well, there is a, a price differential, but let me tell you what you get with what we offer." Um, that's not cocky or inappropriate? <laughs> no, that is uh, really explaining to the customer what the value is that you are offering, what, what, what value is available to them in your product or service that may not be available from someone else. Those two products are exactly the same. If they are, then if you're selling uh, products in a grocery store, then those prices are going to be more or less the commodity issues, and there is going to be uh, no difference in the quality of the product, offering uh, an easier access to the customer by your location of your store and that kind of thing. But if you're talking to a customer about 
something that uh, has some unique aspect to it that you're offering, and along with the specific product that you're selling, then the customer should be aware of that, and and be able to you should be able to compare that to the what the other prices other uh, com- competitor is offering, and explain to the customer what difference there is. And if that difference is important to the customer, then they should be willing to pay the higher price. What you don't want to do is automatically lower your price because somebody says they want a lower price. People are always going to ask you for a lower price than what you want. What the customer ultimately wants is your product and your service at no cost. That's what they would like to have. But you're not going to do that, and you don't want to in any way suggest to the customer that you're pricing your product higher for some reason other than the fact that there's more value in it. So you should be able to explain to the customer what's different about your product that's worth more than your competitor's offering. And uh, that's, that's a matter of learning how to distinguish the value that you're offering with your customer and then have the customer look at both offerings and see which one has more value in it, not necessarily the price, but the value that is offering. And value is what I'm, what I, what's included in value is not just the product that you're selling, but the services or features that you offer along with that product. And uh, mm-hmm. that can be a little bit complicated, but you should be able to explain why your product is somewhat higher than the competing competing offer. Now, if your product is priced way out of the market, then you're going to learn that the difference between your your offering and the other guy is not worth the extra price, and the customers are going to pay it, and you're going to end up having to reconsider why your price is high. It should be high. If it's high, it should be high for a reason. And if Mm -hmm. it's not, then you need to look at how how you're setting your prices and take a realistic look at what's available in the market and be clear that your price is set appropriately. And you you may have a higher price because you're asking too much for your product, and it won't fly in the market that you're offering it. So you need to understand what is of value to the customer and why they might not be willing to pay the additional cost of what you're offering. So you've got to look at the price and realistic uh, evaluation of what's important to the customer and what they're willing to pay and what they're what they're not going to pay based on the value that they see in the two offerings or three offerings or whatever many they have. So it's complicated, but you need to understand and be able to determine the correct price for your product or your service in the marketplace that you're offering it. Hmm. And again, there's there there's that need to do your research. Um, as business owners, we should not be surprised um, by what the price of our product or service is because we've done the research. We know what the market rates and and all of those things are. But at the same time, can we also have to consider? And this is a question: uh, Do we also have to consider? Our costs, what if our costs to produce a product are higher than that of our competitors? Well, if you have that situation, you need to understand why is it that your cost is higher. 
Maybe there's a better source for the basic materials that you need to that go into the production of your product or your service. Uh, you need to find out if if the other guy can sell his product or service at a lower cost than you can, and, and, and the, the offerings are pretty much the same. Then there's something in your that you've included in what makes your what, how you've established your price that may be. Need, that may need to be adjusted. Maybe you need to find out, mm-hmm. uh, 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 find another source for the materials that go into your product that reduce the cost to you. Uh, hmm. That's uh, one of the elements of, of establishing your price is that you should be able to put a price together that is competitive with whatever else is available in the market to the customer. If there's a substantial mm-hmm. difference between your price and the other guy's price, Somehow you've got to find out what that is. Maybe the other mm-hmm. guy is uh, has sources. Uh, he's using cheaper materials, or he's cutting corners in some way or other. You need to find that out, and then be able to point that out to the customer, or mm-hmm. at least take it in and get an understanding that you may need to do some additional homework and figuring out a better price for your product as, as well. So mm-hmm. it's a complicated issue, and price can make a big difference. Uh, one of the situations that uh, occurs very frequently is if you're a small mom-and-pop operation or one-person one, uh, entrepreneur and you're uh, building whatever product you're, you're making, your cost is going to be higher than a large company that can make the same product and makes, makes it at a higher quantity because their costs are going to be much lower than yours, and they can come out like a situation like you see with Walmart and uh, mm-hmm. companies like that that have a huge volume of product, and they can put lower put pressure on their suppliers to lower their prices, which is what Walmart does. Everywhere they, wherever they acquire their products from, they have a, an an ordinate ability to put pressure on the suppliers to provide their products at lower lower cost. And if you're up against a situation like that, you may not be able to compete uh, with uh, on price. And uh, they, they, companies like that have been successful in driving small operations right out of the business because they cannot provide their products at a competitive price against a, a Walmart. So that's a, the kind of situation that you may find yourself in where you've got a competitor that you cannot beat on price. Mm-hmm. And uh, if price is the major consideration, but the only consideration as far as the customer is concerned, then your chances of being successful in that market are kind of nil. And you, you need to recognize that and understand when the market situation is, is such that you can't provide your product at a, at a profitable cost to in that situation, then you you need to leave that market and find go in another direction. Now, um, I did get a, a response to a comment on Facebook. A person said, "My products are custom made, which means that no one product looks the same. That's why my products cost more." And so I asked, "What what product you make?" I haven't heard gotten a response back, but. If you are the only one selling a certain type of product or service in a market, do you get to set the price? 
Yes, you do. But you've got to convince the customer that your unique product is worth what you're asking for. When he says that his customer, his price is, is higher because he is a one-of-a-kind product, it's almost like selling artwork. And the question is, higher than what? When if you're, <laughs> if you're creating unique products, then what is the customer comparing them to? If you have a... If you say, well, mine is higher than other guys because mine is unique, well, then there's there's a question as to what is the customer comparing your product to that where they're seeing a, a lower price for something that is supposed to be unique. And it's hard to understand that what the, how the customer is comparing something, uh, your product to something that supposedly doesn't exist because yours is a unique product. Uh, so that's a that's a tricky situation. So, so the customer is comparing your pri- your product to something, and you got to understand what that is. If you're saying yours is unique and it's higher than than somebody else's, the question is, what is the customer comparing your product to? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. What are they comparing it to? Um, if you are listening and would like to join the conversation, you can give us a call at 914-803-4503. We're here on Conversations with Ken Cheatham, and we are talking about pricing. Um, let's go back to the – you said – and I asked a question because it was the first time it occurred to me. If you create a unique product that no one else is selling, you can set the price – but then you still need to get people to buy. You need to get someone to buy it. Um, how does that work, Ken? Well, again, a good example is, is artwork. And we have uh, one of our one company that we had, or a lady that we had uh, some experience with uh, initially yes. when we started these programs is a lady who makes beautiful artwork that she creates mm-hmm. in her own studio. And uh, when you have a, a, a product like that, the customer has to see value in it based on your pricing. And it's, when you have something that's unique like that, it's really in the, up to the customer to decide whether or not they should pay what you're asking them to pay. It's a very mm-hmm. difficult thing to establish because there's nothing to compare it to directly. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. creating a, a unique piece of artwork, then it's, customers are going to find that same thing someplace else. It's, it's a, a unique uh, item. And what the cost of that is is something that is not easily defined. And the customer's got to mm-hmm. see enough value in it to decide that they should pay what you're asking for it. So your pricing is initially going to be based on what it costs you to create that that piece of art, those artwork-like devices. But the customer is going to have to decide whether or not they want to pay what you're asking for it. If they see sufficient Mm -hmm. value in it, then they're going to pay. But it's a very subjective thing, and it's not something that you can go out in the marketplace and say, well, let me see how much this should cost me by comparing it to other products, because you're not going to find anything else that's exactly like that. So it becomes a question of what the customer perceives in, in that product, 
that will help them to make them uh, help them to decide what is what it should be worth and what they uh, how much is enough and how much is too much in the price. Mm-hmm. That's a very subjective thing, and uh, there, there's no rule that you can establish for for pricing it. It's just uh, the artist gets to decide what they think they what they think it's worth. And then you've got mm-hmm. customers that can decide, well, I, I, I like that, but it's not worth what she's asking for it. And they may try to negotiate with you to bring the price down and, and whatever you have to do with that. But that's strictly between you and the customer on something that is unique in the marketplace. Hmm. I was um, – I'm trying to remember a phrase that goes something like value – is defined by how much someone is willing to pay for an item. Is that accurate? Is that the only thing that goes into this? We know what it costs to make. If it costs me $50 to make something and nobody's willing to even pay me $50 for it, then is it is is it value? What's the value? The value in the eye of the customer is $50. And uh, if they're not willing to pay, if it costs you more to make that that thing than $50, then you can't sell it at a profit. And that means Mm -hmm. you're not doing business. You're just providing something that if you want to give it away at a a price that costs, that returns less than you paid for it, then that's not a business situation. That's just, it's almost like giving somebody a gift. so you've got to be able to certainly meet your cost when you're selling a thing. But if it's not, uh, if the customer doesn't see any, even the value that it costs you to make it, then you, you can't build a business on products like that. Uh, mm. Your customer needs to see at least enough value in what you're offering to pay you what it costs you to make it and something more than that. Otherwise, you're going to go out of business very quickly. If you can't meet your own costs, uh, it's a situation that's untenable as far as building a business is concerned. Wow. I need to write that down because that's a big one um, for a lot of people. Because rather than, um, and, and I hear these schools of thought, well, one is, something very important that you said to me is that if a person cannot pay your price, they are not your customer. But if you cannot sell it for at least what it costs you to make it, then you're going to go out of business. That's right. You should be looking for a clientele that uh, is able and willing to pay what you're asking for the product. If you can't find that that situation, then you're not going to build a business on the products that you're making, it's not—it's just not going to work. So if you—you want to make sure that you're reaching out to the right customer, right potential customers, and what you're offering. Uh, obviously, if you're selling artwork or some device or service that requires uh, that involves a, a cost of, let's say, a thousand dollars for what you're offering, that you need to sell it at a thousand dollars or more to. Uh, make a, a, a profitable business venture, then you need a clientele that has the resources to pay that kind of amount for what, what you're offering. 
So you've got to make sure that you're offering this product in a market that has potential customers who are willing to, who can afford and uh, be enticed to pay that, that kind of price for what you're selling. And if you can't do that in the market that you're looking at, you need to find a, uh, a different clientele population, different set of prospects for what you're offering. Uh, and so you're not going to sell Rolls Royces to people who can't afford to buy a Honda, if that crude analogy makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're selling high-end products, you need to find high-end customers, people who have the resources to pay that difference, and uh, then show them that clientele what you have to offer in a way that makes them understand that it's or makes it, shows it to them in a, in a in a way that convinces them that it's worth what, what you're asking to pay. You have to be in the right marketplace for whatever you're whatever it is that you're selling. And if it's high-end products or high-end services, then you need to find high-end clientele, potential clientele to introduce those products to. That was excellent. Thank you for indulging me. Uh, Well, we have about 15 more minutes. Um, You can give us a call at 914-803-4503. Press 1 if you'd like to join the conversation as we talk about process. Um, sorry, pricing. I was trying to say pricing and selling, and it came out something else. But if you want to talk about, join this conversation about pricing and sales and positioning your business for profitability, give us a call, 914-803-4503. Press 1 if you would like to join the conversation. So, um, Ken, we talked about the factors that should be considered as we price our products and services, and we've heard, I've heard that you need to know that your product is competitively priced, so you need to know what your competition is doing. Uh, We also need to know that the market that you're in, the customers can afford the price of what you're selling, um, what other kinds of things go into play when it comes to pricing a product or service? Well, this all goes back to the one of the original points that we have been making in terms of the sales cycle. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about the four elements of, of selling is, as, uh, just to summarize very quickly, is prospecting, uh, building rapport, presentation, follow-up, and closing. The first step in that process is prospecting. That is finding people who genuinely need what you have to sell. And that includes finding people who can afford what you have to sell. That that prospecting Mm -hmm. step is ultimately important in starting out because if you're selling uh, whatever whatever product or service you're offering needs to be offered to people who can afford to buy it. That's uh, it's inherent in the prospecting process. So when you start out looking for to identify those people who can afford, who can, who have, uh, who can benefit from what you have to sell, inherently in that process you should be looking at people who can afford what you have to sell. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the prospecting process. Again, you don't, you can't go into uh, lower middle class market and try to sell high-end products. People in that market can't afford 
what you have to sell. So that's not your prospecting possibility. Is what you, uh, as you mm-hmm. said before, you need to find a market for the, that where people can afford what it is that you are offering. So that's part of the prospecting step. And uh, if you're not taking that into account when you're deciding who to offer your products to, then your prospecting is off. You need to step mm-hmm. back and think about who not only would be interested in this product, but who can afford it and who can afford to pay in the area that you're offering your product to. That's part mm-hmm. of the got to be included in the prospecting aspect of what you're doing. Wow. And and you're right, it does. It goes back to the sales cycle. Thank you. Prospecting. So before you start telling how much your product or your service costs, you've done the research. You have qualified. And I remember when we first started talking about this, you said you need to qualify the people that you're talking to. Are they in a position to make the decision? Can they afford your product or service? And so it it really does go right back to that, doesn't it? It's, it's part of the, the steps that you have to take. And it's an important step uh, in building your business is deciding who you're going to reach out to to offer your products and services to. And, of course, the one thing that one of the key elements is can the people that you're in the market that you're approaching afford what it is that you have to sell? If they can't, then that's not your marketplace. And you need to go uh, back to square one and redefine your potential customers Correctly, so that you're talking to people who can afford what you have to sell. And so there we have it. (laughs) Who can afford what you have to sell? Um, I would like to take a little break right now, and when we come back, we can talk with Ken about um, some closing things he'd like to share with us about about pricing. There I go with prospecting again, because that's where it's all going back to. Exactly. Who are you talking to? You've got to be talking to to the right people. That's right. Wow. Um, We're going to take a break. We will be back with Ken in a minute while I talk to you about Sepia Prime Woman, the Bold Movers Network, and the Bold Move event. We are in this business to help you, entrepreneurs, those who are starting or growing a business, to develop the tools that you need to be successful. We have been talking today, for instance, on this program about pricing. Um, Nothing happens in sales, and I I liked it when Ken said it. He said somebody else said it, but I prefer to to attribute it to him because he's really smart. But if you don't know how to develop a product or research the market or find who you're supposed to be talking to in terms of your product or service, that is one of the reasons that the Bold Movers Network on Blog Talk Radio is in existence. We are in existence to help business owners be better, to grow, to find networks, and to be adept at professionally representing their business. We do this through some other ways, too. We have Bold and Savvy magazine, which reaches an audience that extends to other countries. Your product or service could be right there in their purview with a link to your website. Email us at influence at boldmovenow.com to find out 
how you can get your product in front of our audience. I believe they are just the people you've been looking for. And speaking of the people you've been looking for, meet us at the Bold Move event, October 21st and 22nd, 2017, at the Doubletree right here in in Alsip, Illinois. Our Bold Move event features two days of workshops, information, inspiration, and education to help you grow and take on the bold move that you need to take. Ken's going to be there. We're going to do a live conversations with Ken Cheatham, and I know he's got quite a fan base here in Chicago, so I'm looking forward to that. And don't forget to celebrate with us at the Bold Mover Awards Luncheon, where we award people who have chosen to keep going when they could have coasted or given up. Yes, that is one of the things we really want to do more of, and that is to tell your stories. So email us at influence at boldmovenow.com or give us a call at 312-646-0429. Now, let's go back to Ken Cheatham to see what final points he wants to remind us of when it's time to price your product or service. Hi, Ken. We are back. Okay. Uh, I want to put my two cents in as far as the value of that seminar that you're offering. Uh, We had the first one last year, and it was great. And the people that were there really benefited from what was available to them. So I encourage any person that or business that is in the area uh, around that time, come to the Bold Movers Movers event, and it will be well worth your time. Well, thank you for that. That's one of the best endorsements you can get because Ken Cheatham doesn't endorse endorse nonsense. So that's true. Um, <laughs> so tell us what. Okay, so if if this business owner has been listening to this program, and you realize you now have to go back to the drawing board because there's something the same thing that makes us. want to go out and launch into a business on our own can also make us kind of hard-headed when it comes to hearing good information. So now you've just learned that your product is way ahead, uh, way overpriced than the market, and you haven't been able to sell it. But you can go back to the drawing board. How do we do that? And then, Ken, how do we go back to our client and our potential client and say, you know, I consider some things. Um, I'd like to offer you something else. Is there a way to do that? Well, it's not an easy thing to do, to go back after you've presented and priced your product to somebody and then come back and say, well, uh, here's the same thing at a lower price. Because what you've done in that step is shown the customer that you are offering, you're asking too much for what you're we're trying to sell them, and they're going to be a little bit skeptical about, or maybe a whole lot skeptical about, dealing with you at all. Because you've established mm-hmm. in their minds a question that says, is this person offering me something at a reasonable price, or are they trying to get over on me? So it's hard mm. to understand, uh, to find a way to go back and make that difference, unless you're able to talk to the customer in a way that shows them some specific an understandable reason why you're lowering your price. Uh, it's a difficult conversation to have. 
you might try it. There's nothing to lose there because you've already failed to get the sale in the original effort. So if you're if you have the kind of rapport with that customer that allows you to have that conversation, you can try it. But it's not going to be uh, the easiest thing to do to go back to a customer and say, uh, I was asking too much for my price, my product before. Here's, here's the product at a better price. Uh, can I have your order? It's not an easy situation. So you're going to have to finesse that in a way that uh, somehow convinces the customer to reconsider you and uh, trust that you're offering uh, something that is of the value that you are suggesting. That's not an easy situation. And it's one of the reasons why when you're starting out, you need to have a clear understanding of what the perception is uh, of the value in the marketplace for your product. And you should have looked at your competitors and other people, other sources for what you're offering in the market before you establish that pricing situation. Uh, it's better to be clear on what the customer is expecting uh, before you go out and offer your product or service. But again, uh, you can point to differences in your product or your service that are included in your price that may not be included in competitive pricing and, and have the customer recognize that they uh, that there's a difference between what you're offering and what the other guy is offering. It may explain the price difference. But uh, that's a, that's an odd situation. It's, a, it's one you don't want to get into unless yeah. you uh, can't avoid it. Oh, well, okay. And so, I but I do think as as business owners, if this is a new experience for you, I think that it is. It says a lot if you are willing to listen to instruction. Go back and make the adjustments. Maybe you can't go back to that that potential customer, but you've been armed with more information now. And as your product comes more in line with the market, you should be able to sell more of them. That's the upside. Yeah, the real question is how much rapport have you established with the customer in your earlier conversations with them and if you've gotten in a situation where the customer is willing to listen to you and uh, is willing to consider what you're offering you can point to the value that is inherent in your product or service and based on an understanding of what is of value to the customer and have a conversation with them that points that out and maybe out of that conversation you can have another opportunity to uh, ask the customer to transact with you. Uh, it's, again, not an easy situation, but it's one that you ought to take on because uh, if only for the learning experience of understanding mm -hmm. when that customer said no, what was the reason and what should, what should you do the next time to avoid that same outcome for the same reason. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's worth, maybe worth it just for the experience to learn how to handle that situation. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. That is a, a good note to end on, Ken. We got off of our schedule a little bit, um, but 
Ah, what's next in this thing? We've talked about um, the the closing, and then we took a little detour and went into pricing. What is next in the sales cycle? Well, the sales cycle continues after your closing effort in one of two ways. First of all, if you're successful in closing, then you have the order. You've achieved the result that you that we're starting out, the, the goal that we were involved with that customer in the first place, that you've got a sale. And the customer has bought what you offered. Your, your presentation was successful. Your closing uh, efforts were successful. Now you have the customer's order. They said, okay, I want to do business with you. I'll buy whatever, whatever this product or service is. And your next step is to furnish that customer exactly what you promised in the presentation step of your hmm. conversation. You told that customer that they were going to get X, Y, or Z, and you need to provide X, Y, or Z in exactly the manner that you offered it. You meet their schedule. You meet your delivery uh, commitments. You provide the product or service that the customer needs, and you solve the problem or you meet the need that was that you offered when you offered your product. That is a you might want to consider that the beginning of, a, of another sales cycle hmm. because if you are providing what you, what you promised and meeting your customer's needs, providing everything that you promised in that transaction, then when you're done, you're going to have a satisfied customer. And a satisfied customer is the best advertisement that you have available to you. If you, if you have a customer who is willing to say, I did business with your company, and I'm very happy with what they provided. They gave me what I needed, and they, they met all their commitments, and they solved the problem that I have. That's the best advertising you can have is a referral from a customer like that to your new potential customers. So mm-hmm. your, the next step in your sales effort is meeting that customer's needs and doing what you provided, doing what you promised to provide. And you don't you don't need... The worst thing you can do is to look at that closing step as the end of the sales cycle. It's not the end. It's the beginning because you want to satisfy that customer and you want that customer to sing praises to anybody that talks to, that they talk to about you and your business, about the way you handled things, about how you delivered your product and service, the results that they got, the, the, the benefit that they got in dealing with you, and that's how you. That's going to be a resource for you in your, in your future de- dealings with new prospects. You're going to be able to refer those people to that customer and say, and have him say, "Yeah, boy, he or she really did a great job and did." Uh, <laughs> I'm very happy with what I got in doing business with this person. So you want to look at your new customer as a potential resource for more new customers, more new prospects. And that's how you want to look at them and, and you want to treat them in a way that creates that satisfied customers. Wow. Great clothes, kid. <laughs> Great clothes. Where, where's the audience? Did I get your orders? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, because even in this this uh, discussion of the sales cycle, that is a great close. It, it 
kind of makes me wonder, can we start over? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just talking, I'm just talking. But for those of you who may be hearing this broadcast for the first time, follow the Bold Movers Network on Blog Talk Radio so that you don't miss any of our shows. You can also go back and look at, listen to the previous broadcasts that outline each of the steps from prospecting to building rapport, all of it. They're all there and they are outlined. And if you'd like to talk with Ken, um, show up at the Bold Move event, but when you get the notice that we're going to be on the air, call us, 914-803-4503. It's been our number. It'll be our number, I guess. And we look forward to talking with you in the next conversation. Ken, thanks so much, so much. This has been enlightening, eye-opening. Well, and thank you, Michelle, for, again, providing this opportunity and for participating with me in these conversations. It's, uh, it's really great to have this kind of dialogue that uh, allows me to pre- present what I think is a valuable suggestion to people who are in business, a perspective that they can benefit from in building their business, and at the same time, uh, talk to you because your perspective on this is of value to me, whether you, whether it shows up or not. It's really uh, very, very very beneficial for me to have these conversations with you. Well, <laughs> thank you. It's beneficial to me too. So, we are going to sign off for today's uh, episode of Conversations with Ken Cheatham. Very exciting conversation about pricing. And we're going to remind you, as we always do, that you have been anointed to do something great. Make it your business to go about doing it today. Ken, thanks. I'll talk to you next time. Look forward to it, Michelle. Thank you. A matchup. And what a tea, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32 gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. What a matchup! And what a tea, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS and an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32 gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.